to Let's Talk About Life, a weekly podcast brought to you by Life Bank, the organ, eye, and tissue recovery agency in Northeast Ohio. Donation can be a complicated subject, but it is really all about life. So spend a few minutes as we unravel the complexities of donation. So come on, let's talk about life. Cody had gotten his license that morning and was so proud when he came out of the BMV saying, look, mom, I'm an organ donor. He was so proud that his mom, Valerie, had to take a picture. Cody had gotten his license the morning of May 3rd, 2018, so that his mom and dad could have the weekend off to celebrate their anniversary. Three hours later, Cody was in an accident and fulfilled his desire to save and heal lives through organ, eye, and tissue donation. Hi, you're listening to episode 58 of Let's Talk About Life. I'm your host, Colleen Gerber, kidney recipient and LifeBank staff member. In a twist of fate, Jean Schmandel, a trained paramedic who had taught CPR for over three decades and advanced cardiac life support at the Case Western Reserve University Medical School, was told that he was in heart failure and he would need a transplant. That transplant took place on May 8th and was successful. Gene, who had always kept himself in good shape, was moved by the generosity of his donor and his family and wanted to do something special to honor them. Gene began working on getting healthy enough to compete in Aurora's turkey trot on Thanksgiving Day. Again, as fate would have it, Gene received a greater gift that Thanksgiving morning and is here to share the story. Gene, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Colleen. Take us back to October of 2018, just prior to the turkey trot. And you reached out to your donor family and wrote a letter. I did. After the surgery, I was asked to write an anonymous letter to my donor. And it took multiple tries to get this right. But I did end up writing for a show of gratitude. I was released for uh, cardiac rehab a week after my release from the hospital. And on the way into the cardiac rehab, they were posting for the turkey trot on our community bulletin board. I saw that on the way in. And when I got to the the rehab center, the uh, directress of the center, she goes, so what are you going to challenge us with this time, Gene? (laughs) And I started laughing and I said, Well, on the way in, I saw a posting for the Aurora Turkey Trot on Thanksgiving morning. And it was six months from that day that I was there starting the cardiac rehab. And she looked at me and she goes, you're going to do a 5K six months after heart transplant? If it was anybody but you, I would say no. But I've seen what you were able to do in the two previous rehabs that we've done. Wow. And the day before the race, I was scheduled for a biopsy to check for ejection of the heart. And after the biopsy, I had an appointment with the cardiologist. And as I walked in to that appointment, the cardiologist was waiting for me. And he looked at me and he said, 
I hear you're going to do a 5K race tomorrow. And I said, well, yes, I am. He goes, what happens if I ask you not to do this race tomorrow? And I looked at him and I said, well, I would abide by your wishes, but I'm ready for this race. And he turned to me and he said, that's what I hear. (laughs) I I chuckled for a minute. I said, so what, you were pulling my leg? (laughs) My goodness. And he stepped away and he immediately peeked back in and he goes, Gene, there's some folks out here. I'd like you to meet. And he walks in with the Fox 8 news team and they do an interview with he and I and they broadcast that interview that evening before Thanksgiving. As fate seems to twist and turn in your life, (laughs) Valerie Stiebel, who is Cody's mom, saw that interview and knew that You were the guy that received Cody's heart. Yeah, two and two when she read the letter. Yep. Yeah. They decided to go out to the Aurora Turkey Trot on Thanksgiving Day. Gene, what happened that morning before the race? They arrived about five minutes before the race was to start. They left at 5 a.m. that morning to meet this guy they've never met and listened to their son's heart beating in my chest when they arrived. And when I met them, David came up and shook my hand, and he took me back and he said, I would like for you to meet my wife, Valerie. And we went back, and when Valerie and I hugged, it was the most genuine hug I have ever felt in my life. It was, there were a lot of tears shed. I don't think I stopped crying for the first mile after after I left them. I went and I did my race, and it was, I'm going to start crying here. <laughs> the emotion must have been just electric. Well, 15 of Cody's family carpooled that morning. So not only did I meet Cody's dad first and then mom second, but I met his little brother, Jacob. I met Grandma, Marianne. I met his Cody's fiance, Amy. I met Cody's adopted daughter that morning as well. Fifteen of the aunts and uncles and cousins were all there to cheer me on. It was just tremendous. Four of my home care nurses ran with me as well. So I was surrounded. I am truly a blessed man. It is a blessing. And to be surrounded by that many people who care about you and were obviously not only cheering you on, but Cody and what his gift allowed you to do is why we do what we do and why we share our story every chance we can, because it's so powerful and we want others to feel that power and that impact. Gene, Cody has given you really a second life, and there have been things that you were able to do that you wouldn't have been otherwise. Do you want to talk about that? Share some of your post-transplant adventures with our listeners? I would love to. After having met the Stiebel family, I contacted LifeBank and said, oh, have I got a story for you. I would love to become a LifeBank ambassador. They arranged that very quickly. So in February of 2018, 
I met for the orientation meeting at LifeBank. And during the LifeBank orientation meeting for ambassadors, during that orientation, the young lady who was doing the presentation, I couldn't hear her very well. So I asked her to speak up. And she did that for a little while, but then her voice fell back down to a normal volume. And I asked again, "Uh, could you turn this way and like yell? (laughs) And the whole group kind of chuckled. And she did that for a while. And then her voice fell back down to a normal level. And I started to daydream. And looking around that wonderful tribute room at LifeBank, I hear a voice not that inside voice that you hear when you're talking to yourself. I hear a voice say, you need to be walking to the White House. And I thought, that's a very strange thing to hear. So I said goodbye to the young lady who was doing the presentation. I said goodbye to the other people that were at that orientation meeting. And I hurried home to Google a walking map to the Washington White House. And what I saw when Google set me up were three different choices of walking. And the first two, you had to have a car at some point in time. And the third was remarkable. It walked me past the office where I taught at the medical school for 18 years. It walked me to Lee Road and it turned me down Lee Road and I walked until Bedford. The path from there on walked me past my birth home, walked me past my kindergarten, walked me past the very first location where my wife and I had chosen to teach CPR. It walked me past 12 very important locations in my life. The last was a home of a dear friend and his wife, whom we'd had an argument that had never been resolved. It walked me past their home. I walked 357 miles in 27 days, and when I arrived in Washington, D.C., my goal was twofold. One, raise organ donation awareness, and two, have a memorial housed within the Smithsonian institutions. I was able to accomplish both of those. I met with the directress of the Smithsonian institutions and proposed the idea. She thought it was wonderful. I continue with those two goals in mind. Well, you are certainly making the best use of your second chance at life. <laughs> My goodness. So Thank you. walking to Washington, what an experience that must have been. And <laughs> the thing I like about organizing tissue donation is that it affects us all one way or another. Each of us has that power to say yes or to say no. Whereas other very important causes may or may not touch everybody, but this one does because we all have to make that decision. What would you say about donation and the impact? I knew the gift that Cody had left me was a gift that I would never be able to repay. The young man that left me his heart, left his family devastated with a loss that they'll never be able to get over. I think one of the things that I need to get across in this podcast is we are truly gifted. The day that we are born with a finite duration of time, how you use your present 
determines your epiphany or tragic mystery. Love this moment. There are no guarantees. Thank you very much, Cody. You're my hero. Wow. Wow. Enough said. We can't say anything better than that. Gene, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. I appreciate it deeply. It was my pleasure. Thank you, Colleen. We hope you found today's episode inspiring and informative. Let's Talk About Life can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Spotify, and other podcast providers. And of course, always on lifebank.org slash resources. We encourage you to subscribe and we invite you back next week. And come on, let's talk about life. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk About Life. If you have questions about today's podcast, reach out to us at info at lifebank.org. Take a few minutes to do something heroic and register to be an organ donor by saying yes at lifebank.org. Literally, someone's life is depending on it.